0: Welcome to the Sales Mindset Podcast. My name is Dennis DeBasquale, Dr. D. My name is Sam Hendrickson. And I'm Brian Gorges. And today, Brian said he had something for me, so go for it.
1: Yeah, so today we're actually going to talk a little bit about networking. All right. What's I up? had a wonderful experience driving from Gainesville, Florida, to Parker, Colorado, just south of Denver this last week. A, a nice 25-hour drive <laughs> that, for the first half, without, went off without a hitch, mm-hmm. which I made the great decision to share with the team like guys he's going off without a hitch no problems so it's perfect timing for shit to hit the fan um <laughs> won't uh, won't get into the whole thing somebody locked the keys in the car yeah. could have been me i don't know who it was honestly <laughs> we you know
0: it was never you
1: up in the air whose fault it was we don't like to place blame um to begin with but the next morning once we figure that old situation out we got a flat tire and we had to replace the tire. With the tire on the back, we borrowed a jack from this guy in a town of probably a thousand people. One of the smallest towns I'd been in. It was like eight buildings. The building we went into was a like conference space, in the, or like like some sort of like business hub. There's like a conference room and like uh, work offices, mm-hmm. a full coffee bar and lunch shop, a kitchenware store and a jeweler, all in one place which was really interesting, I don't even know how that happens, but I guess, you know, you gotta bunk together in a town like this when there aren't too many options. We got the tire put back on, somebody was nice enough to leave us a tire. It was the spare tire, not a donut, on the back of the car. And it had been there for probably almost 20 years, which we didn't really think about, really, because we put on the tire, like, all right, it's only five hours to where we gotta go, and Mm. Ian was like, do you think it's... It was one of the people I was driving with. Ian was like, "Oh, do you think that that tire is safe? It's like, honestly, I don't know. Like, probably not. (laughs) But also, it's a short-ish drive. Like, I just say, you get a new tire on as soon as we get there, you know, so you don't risk anything. Like, alright, sounds good. Fifteen minutes down the road, I'm looking up on my phone, like, risk to driving on a old spare tire. Car starts rumbling, shaking back and forth. And he's like, uh, what's going? Like, pull over right now! <laughs> boom! Like the fire, just like it strips all of the tread down to the steel. We pull over in the middle of, you know, middle of nowhere, East Middle of nowhere, West Kansas, and we call a mechanic in, the, in Quinter, Kansas, which is five miles up the road. Shout out to the 12 people who live in Quinter, Kansas, half the size of the town before it. Uh, very nice people, but we, we called up the guy at the shop they closed at 6. It was like 4.30. And I was like, hey, we're having some issues here. We just broke down on I-70 and we need to get towed in there. Do you have a tire of this size they'd be able to put on? If we got there, would you be able to do like a last minute thing? And, you know, in his mind, he's like, oh, we are like the only thing I've done today. So absolutely, please get pulled in here. But uh, he was like, oh, absolutely, no problem, man. Like super nice guy. And I was like, yeah, we're trying to get on the phone with insurance right now to get towed in there. If you wouldn't mind, you're just bearing with us, give us a second. And insurance was giving us a hard time, so I called the guy back. And I said, hey, we're having a little bit of trouble. I'm afraid we're not going to get there by 6. Like, do you offer towing? And he said, no. Oh, he said, no, uh, but you can call uh, Santi over at uh, 4B Towing. Um, he, he's, he's one of my boys. Like, you give him a call, and he'll probably help you out. And I called Santi at 4B Towing. He gave me his number. And he said, oh, yeah, I'm finishing up a tow right now. Uh, I'll, I'll head over there. I can be there in 35 minutes. And it was like really fast for a tow truck and it took him a little long took him like 45 minutes but super nice guy picked us up we piled all four of us total including him into the cab of his truck and we got towed the five miles into quinter kansas and while we're there santi gets off the truck and starts talking to the guy jacob and clint that run the shop and while one of the other techs is just like putting on the tire and they talk for like almost 30 minutes they're just really good friends they were hitting it off and they clearly refer each other work all the time. Mm-hmm. And it might have been kind of nerdy to think about it. I'm like, oh man, like that's honestly really clever. Like, that's probably why like in a smaller town like this where there probably isn't a lot of business, why both of them are still standing, mm-hmm. is they're friends with other people in the area where they can push each other business. Where the first thing I said is like, hey, I need a tow. I was like, oh, you can call Santi, mm-hmm. Not call 4B Towing, not call this towing company. Here's the phone number. It's like, call my friend, Santee. And then Santi's like, oh, yeah, I love Jacob. I work with him all the time. He's a cool dude. He can definitely help you out. And he, he was speaking very positively of him, giving him good reviews. And he was. They were both super nice, gave us a really good deal on everything we needed to get done. It was still expensive because we got towed like over five miles and got a tire put on last minute. But yeah. walking away from that, I felt as a well, It's very different than like a standard networking situation because when we're talking about networking and sales, we're talking about more like external sales and going out and doing this, both of them have just this passive pipeline that is probably a significant source of their business that's keeping them alive and understanding the concept of networking versus I'm looking out for my own and I'm genuinely providing value to friends of mine and making those connections is what really makes a difference in that type of setting. I that was something interesting that we we're just kind of like exposed to.
0: Mm-hmm. But there's that adage, you buy from friends, right? Mm -hmm. And you sell for friends, too. Now, if you had a friend who was looking for a job, Mm -hmm. and you knew someone that was hiring, you'd probably say, hey, so-and-so is hiring, or so-and-so needs a job. You'd try to make that decision, right? Uh, Versus if you found someone that you didn't like was looking for a job. Hopefully, you wouldn't be dancing on their grave and saying, oh, <laughs> you're, you're, you're jobless now, but you're not going to go out of your way, even if you think they're competent yeah. at what they happen to do. Uh, Jim Blunt wrote a book, uh, People Buy You, and he basically talked about the fact that people are buying not just the products or services, but the person you are. That's the root of where I started thinking about the three sales of you know, selling yourself, selling the company, selling the product and services. And if you can't sell yourself, you're not gonna be able to sell anything else. And so what is your ability to, mm. to be that friend? Uh, and so you know, how are you making friends even? Are mm-hmm. you expanding your sphere of influence? So my story uh, related to this is that I was in St. Augustine this weekend. So it was my father's birthday and I wanted to make sure he had a really good time. But I also needed to do a bit of a retreat I don't do very well creatively here. If I'm gonna write, I need to write in a foreign area. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to get started on actually the book, The Three Sales. So outside of that, I also just wanted to relax at a bar. So Salt Life, St. Augustine Beach, fantastic place. Uh, I go there and try to find a spot at the bar, plop next to this one guy. There was, it was like shoving in a quarter. It wasn't very comfortable. And I was like, so anyone sitting here is like, no, no, do what you need to do. And so I did that. Someone left. I shifted over to where there was a little bit more elbow room. And I could see that he was having some banter with one of the servers. And I'm like, oh, this guy's just kind of chill. So I'm Mm -hmm. like, I figured I'd insert myself. You you learn when you can and you can't. And so I just like, so how do you guys know each other? And he's like, oh, there's a story. Uh, And apparently they were going out on a date that evening. And so that's how that came to be so there's a little awkwardness there but they were they were pretty chill about it but anyway i found out that this guy is a business person and by my estimation's probably worth several million dollars and so you know there's obviously a conversation when you're ever just meeting someone at the bar yeah what do you do what do you do now we talked about a lot of things we talked politics we talked you know what it is to be in the United States, what it is to be in business, mm-hmm. so on and so forth, which allowed us to build that particular connection. And so eventually we got to what we do. And, you know, I mentioned, I was like, well, I sell, you know, I, I teach at the University of Florida, but I'm also developing sales training courses. Uh, probably not something that your business would be interested in, just based on what you had said. He's in real estate. Okay. And he's like, actually, I don't know. No, real estate investment, not real estate like, okay. said so, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so uh, he's like well no I still might want to listen to it and you know right there is just a perfect example of you never know who you're gonna meet you never know who you can become fast friends with mm-hmm. and you never know how that's going to go now chances are I still I don't know if I'd want to sell him something that would be uh, not quite in the area of what he's doing yeah but he's gonna know people.
1: Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Especially and, in real estate,
0: and whether he introduces me to them, say, "Hey, you should give this person a call," or someone comes up to him and says, uh, "I'm looking, you know, I'm looking at developing a brokerage." Oh, do you do that? Uh, you're probably going to hire a lot of newbies. Give them the sales course. Get in touch with this guy. He'll he'll let you know if it's right or wrong. Especially because one of the things I said to him is, "I'm not going to sell you something if I think it's not right for you." Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that builds a lot of trust as well. So this idea of networking and this idea of getting yourself out there, there has been. I can't even count how many times I've met people at the bars that I've been able to sell to. So airport bar is an easy one, Yeah, yeah, almost always. In fact, I remember sitting next to a vice president of Samsung. Oh, wow. And at one point in time, sitting next to a guy that owned, I don't even remember what type of business, it was related to construction, but he owned a number of different areas uh, or a number of different businesses within that area. I was at a hotel at uh, when I was going to do some talking. And so I just decided to strike up a conversation with the somewhat inebriated woman next to me. (laughs) And it turns out she was there on a site visit. Site visit at a hotel means that she's looking at it for a conference. And so there's an opportunity to leverage that. So, uh, all of this is to say, you know, strike up conversations with people. You, know. sure. you don't have to be extroverted the entire time, but don't be afraid to, to maybe turn around and say, So, what are you talking about? It's how the world moves. You know? Yeah. We're, we're meant to be uh, social with each other.
2: Yeah. And I mean, those are the times where it's going to work the best. Uh, when, and it, you can't go into it like, say, you're at a bar, someone else sits down. You can't go into it saying, "Oh, I'm here to network. I'm trying to mm-hmm. get leads." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You've got to just like just be the most relaxed person. Relaxed person, like, "Oh, hey, how's it going? Uh, hey, I noticed this. Uh, you've got you've got a really nice watch on there. What yeah. what kind of watch is it? Mm-hmm. Just start talking about that and say where that where does that go? And then like you we're talking about it with your story eventually. Oh, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Well, I do this. Uh, what about you? And I mean, those random conversations, like that's something I've learned from my dad. Mm-hmm. I mean, and now I try to do it a lot more. I was just uh, at the Metro Diner and just sitting at the the bar they've got there right in front of the kitchen, and I just randomly s- struck up a conversation with two people sitting there. I mean, for no reason. I'm never gonna see that person again, but it was yeah. interesting. I learned a little bit about her life. She learned a little bit about mine, and I didn't just sit there on my phone scrolling on
1: yeah. Instagram yeah, or whatever.
2: And you also get better at you know talking to people and just starting up random conversations yep. mm-hmm. and people really love that mm-hmm. um, and that's definitely in my experience for networking very short like <laughs> recently like, two years of networking um i mean it's just very easy to start those conversations people at bars people are not like people don't have their guard up like if they're yeah. going to a business meeting like oh, i've got i don't have time to talk to you right now yeah You're just relaxing oh yeah i can I can have a random conversation with this stranger.
0: Yeah. I mean, you do have to read the room. If someone's, like, rushing or... or, yeah, or yeah. If they've got fuck you and printed on their phone, yeah. <laughs> you probably don't want to do that. But even uh, there's a movie, Hitch where uh he talks to someone who literally he says i know you've got fuck you on the, on your forehead but he still manages to get her number and everything else uh-huh. and then he's creepy about it later but that's just the the way the movie ends up going sure sure but that's that's how it is if this is something that you're rough with then the best thing to do is to just practice it go up to random people and have a conversation sit down and say what are you reading you know as long as they, if they if they're like a book and they turn away, okay. Yeah. Clearly, you need to let that go, but yeah. uh, if they're like, oh, I'm reading uh, The Three Musketeers, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, what do you love about that book? And Get them talking about it. And, yeah, and People usually love to talk.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think that, like what you said, is huge about it just takes practice. Mm-hmm. I think the idea of networking and going to a bar talking to somebody for the exclusive per or start with, the exclusive purpose of networking it sounds like kind of dirty, or like you know, oh, I'm not having real social interactions. And I would agree. And it's probably going to feel like that at first until you get to the point where almost like you can build into your personality the trust that if I put myself out there enough and I socialize, I can enjoy socializing with people. And as an increased benefit, I also get to work on my business, stuff that I enjoy doing. And I think that it's kind of taboo to sometimes like be so... Jolly about your job and what you do and how you work and whatnot where people are like oh, all you talk about is work But if you sit down at a bar, and you're right one of the number one questions that comes up is what do you do? And if you enjoy your job people want to talk about it people all it's what you do with you know 40 or so hours of your week something so significant people love to talk about it and kind of breaking through that hearing what they have going on in their life talking about what you have going on in your life eventually building it into your personality where like, I like my job and I like to talk about it. I like to meet new people and trusting that business success will also follow from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I like the point you made there about enjoying it. Yeah. Like if you
2: and if you enjoy it and we talked about that in other podcasts where you said like if you don't hesitate. I mean, so if you go if you enjoy it and I don't know how many hours you would say you do that in a month whatever. But I mean, over a year, how many I mean, ideal scenario how many people are you just gonna passively pick up on just networking at a bar not even like really networking this is just passive you're actually just relaxing but you're getting work done really i mean you're bringing in building that passive pipeline like Mm -hmm. brian was talking about and i i don't know if you have an idea about the numbers but i feel like that really would generate a significant portion of your sales that passive pipeline and depending on who they are You know, obviously you need a lot of people to get to that point where you have like those people who will just file, like people that they know and like, oh yeah, you need some sales training courses? I've I've got a guy. Oh, you need a tow truck? I've got a guy. Yeah, yeah.
0: Over time, a lot. Let's say you do it once every other week. That's 25 a year.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: After 10 years, which is still relatively short for certain people's careers, that's 250 people. Mm -hmm. That's a sphere, right? That's a good sphere of influence. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and I mean, if you're uh, a part of the right groups in your hometown, I mean, you could do that a lot quicker. Yeah,
0: and check with your accountant. You might be able to deduct it. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. I just feel like that's, that's so helpful for generating your sales. And I mean, those are going to be probably your easiest sales where mm-hmm. like like we talked about those inbound mm-hmm. they're they literally coming to you mm-hmm. and they've already had their friend kind of I don't I mean it depends on what it is but ideally let's say your friend is kind of vouching for you like oh yeah I know this is what he does and I've heard good stuff about him mm-hmm. you know give him a call and they're gonna be telling you about their problem immediately you're not mm-hmm. calling up somebody they haven't heard of you or you know mm-hmm. let's say you've talked to them a couple times before and so, it just makes it a lot easier. And if you can build that, I mean, just like passive income, if you have a great passive income, it makes life a lot easier.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and there's other things you can do than just randomly visiting bars and, and bugging yeah. people, if you will. There's there's networking groups like B&I, but then mm-hmm. there's other groups like Kiwanis, uh, any, any civic group, any city leagues or something that'll also expand that sphere of influence and so Mm. you can do that to get your name out and again people want to help people that are their friends Mm -hmm. and, and it's always helpful
1: i think that's a that's a really big one that you bring up where i think some people especially in sales they have this idea where i need to work as much as possible to see the maximum return and i generally agree with that But most people would also say you need some time to yourself to wind down and I think that it might be perceived that certain social groups or clubs that you do beyond You know if you're not in school just like as an adult like oh I'm a part of a golf club or a bowling league is just a waste of time But it's something find something that you enjoy doing where you're interacting with people that have similar interests and shared interests And that is an added benefit, is you make friends that can help you as well in your career. As long as you're not doing it for that exclusive purpose, Mm -hmm. you're going out and finding things that marry both the concepts, something that you want to do, something you enjoy doing, and you also get an added benefit to overall enrich your life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I think that was a great conversation about networking. Yeah. Looking forward to catching you guys on the next podcast. See you there.